Now we're for real live. Yay. All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for one of the last special episodes of Cinematography for Actors, <laughs> live from the VIP Lounge at CCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood as the official podcast partner for the 19th annual Oscar-qualifying Holly Jorts Film Festival. I'm Haley Royal, your host, and this is Jack across from me. Hi, Jack. Howdy. Thanks for being here again. And we're seated with a very cool sibling duo, the creators of The Last Bell, Zoe and Thea Lebec. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hey. How Good are you? Oh, you know, I was just saying, uh, this is one of the final days of the short festival, which has been incredible, but the horror blocks go at midnight, so I said I should have just brought a cot with me last night, leaving at 3 a.m., so feeling um, blessed to be a part of this with all of these amazing creators, but I think it's, you know, it's it feels the end is near. Are you so. making an effort to get to most of the blocks? I've been to a decent amount. Um, a decent amount of them, but uh, it is a little tricky, you know. <laughs> it is tricky with so many wonderful shorts, but I'm trying my best. That's a good contender. It is, it really is. Goes and sees everything. Let's start. Let's let's dive in. Let's yeah. Give into the last bell. Will you give us Great. a logline? It's your movie. <laughs> uh, sh sure. So the last spell is about a young woman, Mia, or <laughs> Mia's the actress. Wow. A young woman, Dylan, who takes care of her grandmother in home hospice care. Um, it's a coming of age story. It really kind of exposes what it's like to be experiencing death at that age as part of your coming of age, but also the one experiencing death with a young person around you um, in that pivotal moment. So. It is heavy, but I do like to say it is a dramedy. Um, okay. Zoe and I have experienced both of our grandparents' passing, passings in very different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and we like to say that there is oddly a lot of humor around death um, and that it's the one thing all of us have in common that no one talks about is we are all going to die, right. which means that as we're kind of tumbling towards this ending as you know a civilization which sounds existential but there's a lot of humor mm -hmm. um rooted in death and obviously a lot of grief but we wanted you know we talked a lot about it when i was writing it and we talked a lot about it in shooting we did want these bits of of humor in their dynamic as well how did you go about casting especially mm -hmm. dylan did you have an aesthetic that you were looking for or did you want more of um, an essence and a feeling that was coming from your actor you know it's a semi-autobiographical film so it was at first i was casting um through a wonderful casting director here and then um actually she was on maternity leave by the time we pushed the film so we ended up with um another wonderful casting director out of new york um, and she obviously was just, she's a TV casting director, so I sent her the script, and within two weeks, I had 50 tapes, and that was uh, skimmed right. okay. from <laughs> the hundreds she had. Right. Um, and I was gravitating towards this young woman who was very talented with reddish hair. I can say that, like, openly, I think, mm -hmm. now when I think back to it. And it was, you know, but there was this other woman, Mia, whose tape just kept pulling me back, and it was really between the two of them. And then I had a few sound advisors come in and say, okay, cl close your eyes when you're looking at them and really hear the emotion in their voice and what's coming through. And I didn't realize I was having a bit of, I think, bias towards my story and my hair color and how I felt towards a character. 
And then it became very clear from that one watch with my eyes closed, by one listen, I guess, um, that it was her. I have never heard that advice given to yeah. any anyone trying to cast something that you should just listen because it is such a visual medium. So you yeah. think that you're you want to tell a story that has the right visual to it, but there's also what you hear is so much of the story as well. Podcast. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. And so n normally we ask when there are multiple people from the film how you met, but obviously I think we have a, a decent understanding that of that way back already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, <laughs> when so Zoe, how early into the project were you? Like when when you were writing it, were you along the whole way? Um, I think it was mostly the whole way. I I, I think you had written it and hadn't really thought about. Um, your crew, I think you just wanted to write it. And then once you had it done and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. I think you, you just, I don't think I interviewed. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm also free because I'm, I'm part of the family package. So mm -hmm. yep. the family package. Yeah. <laughs> That's not for everybody, by the yeah. way. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Good, 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 good point to make. <laughs> so yeah, I think I was on it pretty much from the, um, from the get go. Got it. When, and it, yeah. what, point did you make the decision that Zoe's going to be my DP? I always knew. So this is my first project, narrative project. I've mm -hmm. done a like hodgepodge of music videos and interviews, but this is my first narrative project. And I, I always knew it would only be Zoe shooting it. Um, my sister is an incredible DP, incredibly humble, as you can tell. She, she's not going to brag about herself, probably. Well, I hope you do. But um, <laughs> no, um, I think there's something special about working with family it can go one of two ways or it can go a little of both ways but I knew that at the end of the day on set Zoe would have my back 100% of the time and we were working towards the same goal and that there was this a little bit of safety in working with a sibling that you know I was going in I knew I wouldn't know everything I wouldn't for instance the first time I called action I didn't know we needed to slate <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so Zoe very much like we had a little laugh as a crew and Zoe got the morale back and she's yeah. like, we got it. We got it, guys. And, you know, it um, just having your sibling there uh, is incredibly powerful in many ways. And we both experienced the story that I wrote mm -hmm. in different ways, obviously. And there are fictionalized pieces of it, but we both experienced that. So even in there's a very vulnerable scene. Zoe had this amazing suggestion to do a closed set which I hadn't really heard of and I didn't understand. And, yeah. and it was probably the most powerful thing we could have done for the actors, just having the two of us and then our sound person there. Yeah. Um, and you can feel it in the scene for sure. Yeah. So that's a lot of it, yeah. yeah something we talk about a lot at Cinematography for Actors is the importance of having a team around you that you really trust, who you know has your back, and also who understands what story you're trying to tell. You can speak the same kind of language. So sounds like in Zoe, you kind of had that naturally. But what other conversations were you having with your other heads of department to make sure that you were all on the same page tonally, visually, telling the same story? Well, I'll speak to um, my producers and my AD, um, who, again, was incredible. And then, Zoe, maybe you want to speak to gaffing and all that. I... Um, you know, just having the conversation when we got to set that this was a semi-autobiographical story, but to the heads of department, like even to, you know, everyone in their own world, my set designer, this is now your story to take in the visual you want, in the dynamics you want to take it to, 
Um, I think because people come in and they read content that they know is personal and I think there's this worry you're going to offend somebody or mm. not do it the way that it happened. And for historic pieces, that may be true. But for me, I'm like, this is now all of our stories coming together to do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think just having those conversations and obviously the normal pre-pro stuff of like, let's shot list, let's make sure we're, we're there on the same page and scheduling, scheduling can't, can't thank Liz Scully enough, my producer who then went on maternity leave for the actual shoot, but prior she scheduled the whole mm -hmm. thing. That's so great. I want to know, sorry, were oh, you no, about you to say something? Oh no, just, just the, uh, my collaboration with my gaffer, Hanel, uh, was pretty excellent. Um, she's awesome, hire her. Um, and, uh, I think going in, I really wanted this to feel just as natural as possible. I want—I didn't want it to feel flashy in any way. I wanted it to feel very lived in, um, and she delivered that in like with a very small budget, um, uh, with limited hands. So like that was really cool. Um, and I think the 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 biggest concern going in was we had this like stitched together th rotating shot. It rotates around the room three times and it changes time of day, mm -hmm. changes costume, changes wardrobe. That was a big sort of um, technical hurdle to get over. And I had to talk about that with my first and Hanel and yeah. everybody. Yeah. Well, also that uh, particular tool was broken. Oh, correct? It was broken. Yes, right? Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> was. Tell us how you worked around that. That was, probably, <laughs> that was my, <laughs> that was my moment where I was like, I don't know if I'm in the right career. <laughs> Uh, it was our last, it was, it's kind of the, the penultimate shot of the um, movie, and it was the end of the third day, so it was the last, mm -hmm. our last day, the last thing we had to do, um, and for budget reasons, we had to cut the, the head tech for mm -hmm. this piece of equipment, um, and my team were like, we can do this, we can tackle this, and just the, the all the things culminated to it not working or it starting to work and then not working and starting to work. And then, so Shoot. we had to do it by hand. Um, and it turned out pretty good. It wasn't, uh, mechanically perfect, but we were able to pivot in the last second and get something that was workable, even if it wasn't. And I exactly. have to say what you actually did, which is Zoe put a metronome in her ear because to get a continuous 360 stitch yeah. together shot, you need it to be timed mm -hmm. precisely, right? So that the stitch doesn't bounce. And Zoe put a metronome in her ear and hand cranked on the dolly the 200 degrees yeah, on either <laughs> side to it try to work that well. it, didn't stop. <laughs> it worked it really didn't fabulously work and well. honestly the little bumps <laughs> the little little bumps in there that now we see only i think are a metaphor for death right yeah, that's what we it. just okay. we take it to the yeah. story the story I, telling make it poetry so when you're going through this you're figuring out how to make something work what are you discussing with your talent to make sure that they they know what's happening uh, and do they need to change anything oh about yeah. their performance <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories of the whole shoot which is that um, Nancy Bergen, who's 90 years old, she plays mm -hmm. the grandmother and is lively, drives, lives alone, the whole thing. It's auditioning independently the for things dream. like this. The dream. The okay. dream. Um, but she is in full death makeup mm -hmm. at this point after, you know, we shoot out one, then she gets in death makeup. We're shooting out the other side of the room. And we say, hey, there's going to be a two-hour lag. Do you, do you want to go to your holding room? 
and Nancy is like, no, I'm comfortable. She's in the hospice bed, which, mind you, I did sleep in every night when I was there. Um, <laughs> and it is comfortable. But she goes, I, I want to stay in the hospice bed. And we're looking at, we go, OK, so the, the lights come down on this side of the room. We light the other side. And then she's just looks like death in this hospice bed <laughs> as Zoe, our whole crew, were shooting over her. And then she she starts making these noises in death makeup. Like <laughs> and all my whole crew keeps looking at us. Is she okay? Oh, no. Is she okay? And we go, Nancy, she's like, Oh, I'm just napping. I'm just <laughs> napping. <laughs> so Yes, I committed to the bit. Committed, committed to the bit. So wow. I would say, look, our, our our crew, our cast, they were so flexible and went with the punches. They knew this is a short, low budget, it's personal, all those things. But we couldn't have asked for a better, you know, just energy within our crew and cast. Wow. This is amazing. We could talk forever, but we just got the red flag. Yeah. We have to stop. <laughs> um, thank you so much for joining us. You did screen on Tuesday, correct? We did. But you can find The Last Bell at bitpixtv.com. Please do. Sounds fantastic. And one more question before we go. What is your favorite snack on set? <gasps> Ooh. Um, I would have to say Takis for the spicy moment and yeah. Sour Patch Kids for yep. the sweet. Yep. Wow. Girl, same. What's yours? Quick. Uh, I just like when there's fresh options available. <laughs> uh, I did a shoot recently for a reputable company, and the crafty was like some chips on the floor. Yeah. Oh, that's not a joke. So. You heard it. So Love in the it. back, your crew. do not bring chips on the floor. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for so joining much. us. See Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. This has been another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcast to keep up to date on new episode releases. We will be live through August 20th here at Holly Shorts Film Fest. If you're here, drop in and say a little hello at the VIP lounge. We also want to thank our sponsors, Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Mile Tech. As a special gift to you listeners, we partnered with We Make Movies to get you a discount on comprehensive production insurance packages. Use code CFA23 on your intake form for 10% off your quote by visiting wemakemovies.org insurance. If you missed any of our live streams, you can watch all of our interviews on our YouTube channel, Cinematography for Actors. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Cinematography for Actors. You can also catch us in a more formal setting on Monday, August 14th at Japan House for a panel discussion on the importance of bridging the gap between talent and crew. You can get 20% off of your ticket purchase by using the code HSFF2023CFA at checkout. Thanks!